from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. A good food is an international language. As long as it's good food, nobody's going to complain. Ultimately, my, my best memories of, of serving people are the people that have never heard this stuff. Uh, when they try it, um, they, they just love it. I am very proud of who I am. Very Asian all day long. <laughs> you know, I serve dumpling all day. Yeah. And no problem. And I love that too. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, you know, we can please everybody. Um, but we should always proud of who we are. And that's part of our culture and um, education. I'm Sarah Fenske. Yesterday, the food site Eater.com unveiled its list of where to eat in 2022. The list included 13 cities around the world in which the site's editors were, quote, most excited to travel and eat as soon as we get the chance. That includes Buenos Aires, Kuala Lumpur, Dubai, Mallorca, and St. Louis. Yes, St. Louis. We are one of the top 13 in the world. The site's editors noted this, quote, We're still anxious about the pandemic's course and cautious about our impact on global health. We're even more inspired by the myriad ways food communities everywhere have risen to meet the challenge head on and come out serving food that's unambiguously delicious. And joining us now with more on these honors and how the St. Louis food scene made the list are two chefs featured on it. That includes Kurt Bellin. He is the owner of Azumi. That's what Eater calls, quote, the happy little Japanese fire truck that's serving Japanese-style sandwiches around town. Kurt, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really love this show. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And we're also joined today by Bernie Lee. He's the owner of Akar, which serves Malaysian-inflected food in Clayton. Bernie, welcome. Um, thanks for having me. So, Bernie, how exciting is it to be one of the 13 cities that Eater wants to travel to and eat in this year? So exciting. So exciting is a um, complete surprise. And uh, we're looking forward to working with uh, and present Malaysian cuisine and, you know, our cuisine to, to the world. To the world, yeah. To the world, yeah. And maybe also to St. Louis. I feel like as much as this could bring people here, it can also be something that inspires St. Louisans to get out and maybe explore something beyond the tried and true. Kurt, do you see some some positive impacts coming out of this recognition? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because I, I think St. Louis has this um, kind of this... Uh, like short man mentality sometimes that's really um, unfair. And I think that we should just appreciate all the different things just down our street in our neighborhoods. And, and then oftentimes these wonderful restaurants and establishments that are world class that are just down the street. And when you say short man mentality, <laughs> I feel like um, that's an expression maybe I've, I've heard my, my father say sometimes. <laughs> you mean by that we have an inferiority complex? I think so. I mean, and just to be like really fair and... Um, you know, maybe I should say like little brother syndrome. I'm, I'm youngest you of four, so I understand that. Um, but basically, I think we should just um, take pride in in what we have in St. Louis and, uh, you know, don't compare ourselves to like huge cities and things like that. And we should just appreciate the great town that we live in. That's that's really great. Bernie, yesterday when this got announced, were St. Louis food people just, you know, was there great excitement that came from this? 
everyone is really exciting, and uh, I'm so overwhelmed with uh, the response, the uh, um, the surprises, and the joy of every um, restaurateur and uh, diner in mm-hmm. the whole St. Louis. I receive calls and texts, uh, some emails, and it's a great, great feedback, and uh, it's a reason to celebrate. So Eater said some specific things about the St. Louis scene here that were pretty interesting. They write, quote, It wasn't the national media that made the St. Louis scene blossom, but it was local chefs who share a unifying ethos. Through mutual support and mentorship, the community becomes stronger while everyone reaps individual success. This doctrine turns radical when adopted by an entire city. Competitors operate like one giant restaurant group. Kurt, does that ring true to what you've seen in St. Louis? Absolutely. Just even just even with Bernie. I mean, uh, we ran into each other at Sam's Club, I remember. Oh, yeah. And we just talked about all these different things. Because uh, it's just basically we all like wear the same uniform, if you will. Um, we're all on the same team. And it's just about, you know, helping each other shine and do better. And, and in turn, that makes our, our whole city better. So it's that great mentality that, you know, I was able to do things with um, – Azumi and, and my concept, and I don't really imagine I could do it in many other places. So yeah, they did mention that for something like Azumi, this is an up and coming. Um, you've got a truck where you're going around, <laughs> and and I guess before we get too deep into what we're doing, we should mention what these sandwiches are like. When okay. you say a Japanese sando, what what is that? Okay, so my interpretation of it is to um, basically replicate uh, what you would get at a kombini which is a convenience store in Japan. And it's basically this uh, pre-made food that um, is just really convenient, really universally, unambiguously delicious. And um, it's just focusing on trying to um, replicate something that I remember having in Japan and bringing it to St. Louis as like authentically and simply as I can. As I can. And uh, it's just universally delicious is, is the thing that I found with, with all my guests. And so these sandwiches, they're so tasty. There might be a sandwich that has uh, a meat in it, like you mm-hmm. might expect. But there's also ones that have fruit and cream. <laughs> yes. Uh, just when I've been um, uh, talking about my concept, you know, I'll talk about, oh, I do like, a, you know, Japanese sandwiches. I'm in a fire truck. And it's like, oh, okay, good, good, good. Uh, and then I start talking about, like, I have these fruit sandwiches. That's the thing that blows people's mind because it's um, – uh, it's a real simple um, formula formula of, you know, fruit, whipped cream on the special type of white bread uh, called shokupan or milk bread. And, you know, it's just one of those things that we're not making – people aren't used to making, you know, strawberry sandwiches, but it's really just a universally delicious thing. Yeah, yeah. they are really good. <laughs> and so as the Eater story mentioned, this is something where you're kind of – very new on this scene, and yet you've been able to do collaborations with some of the biggest names in town. They mentioned with Kui Tran, oh, yes. uh, whose family owns My Lee, which is, is such a totem in this yeah. industry. They kind of welcomed you into the fold right away. Oh, definitely. Kui is – he is basically the foundation of the mentality that, that we're talking about now in, in St. Louis. He's one of the greatest role models I've met, not just in you know restaurants, but – um, the fact that he could stay so humble and down to earth and always looking to help is is a great thing that I ascribe to want to be, um, you know, in the, in my career as a restaurant professional and looking up to a role model like that is just really inspiring. And, you know, it's just it's a great um, 
he sets the tone for St. Louis, I would say. So Kurt is just getting started with Izumi in these last couple years and just crazy years to get started with <laughs> yes. something like this. Bernie, you've been doing this a lot longer. You opened the city's first Asian fusion restaurant. This was back in 2003, a, a previous concept, 609. Oh, yeah. Was that feeling, that sort of collaboration, people weren't competitors, was that feeling there then? Oh, no. No. Absolutely not. A lot of people doesn't even know what I'm what what I was doing, you know, um, back then I was doing, I call that the fusion cuisine. And I do have people or critics say it's so confusing. So people are not used to um, the, the merged culture, the fusion, um, the, uh, the interaction between two different cuisine. And then when you put them together, uh, it's pretty confused a lot of people just because a lot of people doesn't really have the education or knowledge uh, when it comes to that. Um, people are so used to, um, you know, the the classic. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. People wanted to maybe have their uh, Kung Pao chicken and they just assumed Asian food was Chinese food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People think Chinese food, Asian food, Japanese food is all Asian food. <laughs> Let's put it this yeah. way. So wherever they go, they're expecting the same thing. You know, um, but throughout the year, through the social media, um, people really have a better understanding about the the, the, the difference between different types of cuisine, the, you know, differentiate from you know, Japanese, the Thai, the Chinese. Uh, me, in the other hand, from Malaysia, we are, I grew up in a big melting pot. Malaysia is such a, a big melting pot uh, culture. You know, we have um Malay, which is Muslim, Chinese, which is Buddhist, Indian, which is Hindu, um, and we we all live together. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the food culture are completely cross um, cross minded. Yeah. And then you know, like I keep telling people, as I was growing up, you can walk out the house and have over a hundred items as breakfast to choose from. Yeah, I mean, this is an amazing food scene in Malaysia. Oh, yeah, and that really uh, built a really strong root for me as far as come to Akara. So Akara is really represent my roots and um, where I come from and how I like to eat, but not to limit my new travel experiences and, you know, uh, to, to share with everybody. And do you feel like um, now, almost 20 years after you opened your first restaurant in St. Louis, you're able to serve the food that you would want to eat, not try to water it down or make it something that you feel like is giving people what they want? Yes. I mean, for many years, I tried to create many for what market wants, you know, how to sell them. Uh, for Akara, is truly a menu for me how I like to eat. So, and I'm very proud of it um, to showcase my culture and what I love. And are you getting a response where Clayton Diners, St. Louis Diners, they're on board for this journey? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was, the response really overwhelmed. Um, the uh, people really have the, uh, when people come to Akara, everyone really have an open mind to try to experience the dining with us. You know, try to understand the spices, the, uh, the experience. And, and which I love to do and educate. So, 
So Eater said this. They had a list of 26 essential St. Louis restaurants. Both Izumi and Akar are on this list. They said, quote, in a restaurant scene that's not only impressive but expansive, diners spread the love, never reserving enthusiasm exclusively for James Beard winners and Michelin stars. If something delicious exists anywhere in the 314, St. Louisans with voracious appetites will come. Kurt, would you say that's a true representation of the, the St. Louis appetite these days? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because um, I would say that, you know, m- most all the guests that I experience and encounter are, are some of the best uh, hype people, basically, that that loves to support local businesses. Because, again, we we have this, this unwritten mentality that, like, uh, you know, we just have to you know, pull together as one and, and support each other. And that's really uh, apparent in, in the way that uh, a lot of guests will promote, you know, my my stuff as well as, as Bernie's Bernie's good good food. And, they and feel like so many they're different part places. of your success. They want to talk Absolutely. you up. Absolutely. And like, that's a that's the biggest thing. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not doing this by myself. It's uh, I'm basically carried by a, a great wind behind my back, and that's a lot of just really good positive feedback and, and word of mouth that that you know people love to do in St. Louis. We're talking today to Kurt Bellin. He's the owner of Azumi. That's that uh, cute little Japanese fire truck going around <laughs> town selling uh, sandos. We're also joined by Bernie Lee. He's the owner of A Car. Uh, that's the acclaimed restaurant there in Clayton, a small restaurant, um, but a very stylish restaurant with a terrific menu of Malaysian accented dishes, both featured on Eater.com's list of 26 essential St. Louis restaurants, part of uh, them unveiling the list of where to eat in 2022. St. Louis is one of those cities. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation with Kurt and with Bernie. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com. And now back to our conversation. We're talking about the fact that yesterday, Eater.com named St. Louis one of the 13 places it's most excited to visit and eat in in 2022. It's huge news. Uh, my guests today are two chefs who are name-checked in Eater's piece. Kurt Bellin founded, founded Azumi. That's a truck serving uh, Japanese sandos. And Bernie Lee is the chef and owner of Akar. That's a Malaysian-inflected restaurant right there in Clayton. And so we've been talking about... Uh, the St. Louis restaurant scene, just a very collaborative place. Chefs, uh, restaurateurs, all working together, don't feel like competitors. St. Louis diners really seem like they're along for this adventure. And yet, it seems like maybe there's also some outliers. St. Louis kind of made national, maybe even international news over Christmas. Uh, KSDK anchor Michelle Lee heard from a viewer who was upset when she talked about eating dumplings for the holidays. And the caller said, quote, she was being very Asian, talking about Michelle. She said, I don't know. She can keep her Korean to herself. I think hearing that threw a lot of people for a loop. Kurt, I'm curious to hear what your reaction to that was. Um, unfortunately, it's just, it's, it's not anything new. Uh, but one thing I really want to like emphasize is 
again, it, it's an outlier. Um, you know, for 99 people that, uh, you know, love Japanese cuisine and want to get into it, there's maybe one person that is very stuck in their ways, I'll say. And ultimately, like, I don't just um, just learning how to address those folks with an open open heart and just trying to, you know, convince them otherwise is kind of all I've all I've like sought to do throughout my life with with different interactions like that because mm-hmm. honestly you know it's maybe not as malicious as it is just ignorance and so you know the fighting you know ignorance with hate and like you know distrust is maybe not the best move that I would want to do and mm-hmm. it's just you know just taking the chance to shine a light on something and and convince hearts and minds sort of thing is is kind of the the route I I really focus on. Did well, you? I agree with him. Um, however, I think um, it is kind of a, a good wake-up call for a lot of people. I mean, this is nothing new to me as well. Um, but it could be a great example for us to really educate and um, take this on to a different level. I, I'm very proud of who I am. Very Asian all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you love that. I love it. Yeah. You know, I serve dumpling all day. Yeah. And no problem. And I love that too. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, you know, we can please everybody. Um, but we should always proud of who we are. And that's part of our culture. And um, education. We try to educate people to let them understand. And I think that's the best way to do. Bernie, uh, today a car is, uh, you know, you have a very cosmopolitan menu. This is very high-end food. Do you sometimes see people coming in who, who don't know what they're getting into? Um, all the time. But I'm very lucky. We have a really great support um, clientele who, you know, when they come into a car, they even though they do not know what they're getting sometimes, but they are ready for experience. Mm. They're ready to take on good food. You know, I think like like Kurt and you, you say earlier, a good food is an international language. Mm-hmm. As long as it's good food, nobody's gonna complain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and people people want to know more once they experience mm-hmm. it. So um, that's my job. That's Kurt's job. There's many chef job in St. Louis right now, especially for, uh, the immigrant chef. We all here to showcase what we know, our culture, and what uh, our talent, and to educate, to, to interact with uh, St. Louis market. And we are very, very lucky for the past few years, um, everyone been really engaged with us, very supportive what we do. And I think um, St. Louis make the top list not only from the chef, is also from people from St. Louis. They are the one to make it, you know, make it happen. People are supporting these yeah. cool places. It's okay. not like somebody's opening this great concept and then no one wants to go eat there. The the diners are on board. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is exciting. You know, we were talking about Kui Tran earlier, whose family owns Mai Lee. And when they first opened in 1985, they served Chinese food because their native cuisine, Vietnamese cuisine, they thought St. Louis isn't ready for this. And that sort of secret menu of Vietnamese mm-hmm. food right. gained a real following. And now you go there, they still serve the Chinese Chinese food just as a courtesy to people who might still want that. But that Vietnamese menu, it dominates. I mean, yeah. there's page after page. And people have made that restaurant a huge success. They followed in, in where the family took them. Mm. So I feel like there's maybe a lesson there. This town was ready, and it just took being having the chance to eat it. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, because one of the things I've I've heard from a, a lot of my friends when I'm starting this out, it's like, oh, you want to you want to do this authentic, you know, relatively unheard of Japanese cuisine in, in St. Louis of all places, and it's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't think that's a, a like a bad a bad market to to start in at all because honestly, I have a chance to bring, you know, yakitori or tamago sandos or, you know, a lot of these, you know, foreign words. Um, but, you know, ultimately my my best memories of, of serving people are the people that have never heard this stuff. Uh, and when they try it, um, they, they just love it. And it's just, um, you know, again, just emphasizing this universal language that we have of delicious food that even if you've never heard of it, maybe, you're, you know, you're not comfortable in, in trying to pronounce it. it you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. A strawberry sando with whipped cream and strawberries. On a, like, it's just, like that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just so like, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, I, I focus on like really simple, um, really simple good food that, you know, anybody could can enjoy. Kurt, you also mentioned in the eater write-up of Azumi um, that you don't have to be a zillionaire <laughs> to launch a business yes. in St. Louis. You said it so charmingly in this story. Um, yeah, I wish I, I could, said, could so, quote you here. Yeah, I said something about killing a duke. I mean, that, like expand on that quote. Like, you know, it's really, I feel like St. Louis has a lot of the great, um, you know, upper mobility and uh, opportunities that, you know, this this whole country was founded on. And, you know, in St. Louis, and I've talked to many different um, chefs that have worked in, you know, the Bay Area or Chicago or New York or huge markets to where it's like, um, yeah, you know, I have this great idea, but, you know, in, in order to, to start something in, in San Francisco, you, you literally needed like a million dollars just to just to sign some papers almost. And, you know, in St. Louis, um, you know, it's a lot more level of a playing field to where if you have great ideas, this is the town to do it in. And, you know, I'm not sure if I could have done Izumi um, in hardly any other market in, in America when I think about it. And I mm-hmm. think St. Louis is just a great, um, like, example of American upper, mobi- uh, upper mobility, I would say. Bernie, do you feel that same way? Absolutely. I mean, St. Louis has so much great potential uh, for a great idea, a becoming chef, or businesses opportunities. And it's just because our, you know, being in the Midwest, we're centrally located to all the big cities. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there are more and more people are moving here in St. Louis now. And um, with, I, I, I totally agree with what Curtis just say. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. So now Eater has put the spotlight on St. Louis. Are you getting excited to welcome as soon as this pandemic ends? It's going to end. Do you think we're going to start getting international foodies coming here, wanting to, to follow where Izumi is, is popping up on any given night? <laughs> yes, that's the dream, obviously. Um, yeah, because, uh, well, I started Izumi because um, I love going to Japan, Um mainly to, you know, one of the biggest things is for the food. And there's so many people that travel um, and the way we experience different places, locations are are the restaurants and the eateries that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, you can visit in a city. And so, um, you know, we all have that, you know, oh, I have out-of-town friends. We're going to go to, you know, City Museum and then Pappy's and then Ted Drew's. Like, that's, the, like, always the thing. But, you know, honestly, like, you know, if you have a friend in town, there's probably ten world-class restaurants that would, you know, blow their hair back if they have, if they have hair. Um, and you know, that's just a really great feeling to have as a St. Louis, and that you know, I want to show off my my hometown and and show all these great places off. And Bernie, you're ready to to, to show off as well. Oh yeah, I've been ready. 
I've been ready. In fact, um, for the past few years, when you know, when we talk to our customer, when I talk to our customer, a lot of them are actually from East West Coast, mm-hmm. some from Europe. Um, they were really surprised uh, how wonderful St. Louis food scene is. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, we were. I mean, common, very common. Um, sentence that I get from them was that we were really blown away or surprised how much good food or good restaurant in this town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very proud of it. I'm proud of myself and proud of everybody. And we make St. Louis shine. You, de- you guys are definitely making St. Louis shine. This is a very proud week for us here. <laughs> so if people want to see that complete list of essential St. Louis restaurants, that's at eater.com. We also have a link on our website, stlonair.show. It should give you the jolt of pride that I think we're feeling here in the studio. So Bernie Lee, um, chef owner of Akar, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. And Kurt Bellin, owner of Azumi. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This episode was produced by Jane Mather Glass with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.